Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast with the Switch to Manual guys. I'm Antonio, and I am taking the driver's seat again today. Tom is in parts unknown. I'm sure he's working on his dissertation, getting a lot of things done. But it's the end of June. I wanted to squeeze in one more episode, and so I figured I would just take the keys and take a drive myself. So hopefully you guys will not get too bored with my voice in your ears and I'll try to uh, <laughs> try to make it more entertaining than I usually do. So, uh this is episode 43 and uh I first want to start off by saying that you know we uh Tom and I have been asking for some donations to help uh to help us with the show because it's not it's not expensive but you know we do have some costs and we have been getting some donations. So, I want to thank those folks who have been uh, very generous in sending us some uh some bucks through PayPal. We really appreciate it. And uh, I'd like to thank uh, Keith uh, for his latest donation. So thanks, Keith. Really, really appreciate it. And, you know, it, every little bit makes a difference. So it, it does help us, uh, you know, sort of break even with the show. So, you know, we have a PayPal button on our on our site and our uh, Podbean page as well. So, you know, you can just use that and give us, a, you know, as Tom would say, give us some chump change. And, uh, you know, it would help. We're not trying to buy, you know, uh, <laughs> Cadillacs here or anything like that. We're just trying to pay for some of the costs for the hosting and stuff like that and break even. Because you know we're we're doing this show for free, and uh, it's nice to have uh, it's nice to have everybody help out. So thanks, and you know there's another way to support our show, uh, and you know we have portfolio reviews uh, on our website. So if you want us to look at your pictures, you can go to the uh, the link on our page for portfolio reviews, and you know give us a shout that way. That that actually does help us support the site. We're doing some work for you guys, so go check those out. The other thing I wanted to mention was some news that uh, I've started a switch to manual YouTube channel. Uh, with what we're going to be calling tip casts, uh, this is sort of a uh, hat tip to uh, Don McAllister and his screencast uh, online. Uh, we're we're going to do tip casts, which are short, little video-based photography tips and help, and whatever we can't squeeze into this podcast, we're going to do with uh, with videos. So we're going to have a link uh, on our site and uh, through Facebook as well and Twitter. So go check those out, and you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, strangely enough, I can't seem to get a custom url for youtube so i can't just tell it's youtube.com slash switch the manual so uh we'll have a link in the show notes and we will have links on our website for you know our youtube channel so check it out i got two videos up there right now one is about doing some non-destructive editing uh using ios devices and another is uh, actually a repurposed video that tom and i made about uh, making sure that you check your settings before you go out and shoot so go check out that site and uh, why don't you go, you know subscribe to us. We'll be coming out with videos uh, as often as we can. And I did want to mention that last night I, I did a recording with Sid and Mac and their Shutter Time podcast, and we are, were talking about a recent video that was on a Petapixel uh, article um, by a gentleman named Ted Forbes of the Art of Photography, uh, where he discusses that uh, a buddy of his uh, mentioned that nobody cares about your photography. And so you can guess how that discussion went between me and Mac and Sid. So uh, that was a lot of fun with those guys. I'll put a sh- link in the show notes, but the episode is not going to be available, I think, until the week of July 4th. So I'm recording this on uh, Thursday, June 30th. So we still have a few more days. Uh, so, But you can go to their site and you can subscribe to their feed and get the episode when it comes out. It was a, it was a blast with those guys. Uh, they're our Canadian cousins. It's great to hang out with them for a little while. Uh, so why don't you go check them out? And it was a blast. So on this episode with you just have me today, 
I had something on my mind lately that I wanted to talk about. And I'd actually, I would love to talk about this with Tom and maybe some other guests and whatnot. But I figured I'd just start the discussion now with you guys, get us thinking about this. So what popped in my mind was, is photography a skill or a talent? Okay, so this is going to bring up probably a lot of, you know, controversy in here. So I just want to go over a few things and, and uh, let's, let's just start this discussion. I really wanted to start exploring this question, uh, really, ever since a buddy of mine corrected me at some point in time when I had said that another photographer was a natural shooter. Uh, their photography was really good. And I said, wow, they, this, they must be a natural photographer. And she said that there were no naturals in photography, but that, the, that this art required lots and lots of training and skills. Um, our skills were honed over time. And you know what? This made me wonder about whether or not anybody could become a successful photographer if just given enough training. So, I, you know, I've also been thinking about this since I've been shooting street photography, uh, probably for the past five years. Before that, I was doing commercial photography, and you've probably heard me say that the commercial stock business has, been, has gone really down for me. And, uh, and, you know, I've decided to move on and do more street photography and fine art. but with my street photography for the past five years, you know, I've been getting better and better over time. And I, and I know that my skills are increasing, but do I have some kind of natural talent for this? Or is it just because I've been doing it steadily for so long that, that I've been getting better? Or is it, is it really some combination of the two? So the one thing I wanted to start off with was some, you know, some background for me. There might be some people who don't know my background. I've mentioned it a few times, but now that you've got my ear by myself, and I'm not, you know, chewing off uh, Tom's ear about this. I'll, I'll give you some background from me. So uh, how I got into photography, well, actually, I grew up in the film business, and my, I've always been somehow involved with film or photography. Uh, my dad was a photographer, and uh, I, I didn't grow up with my dad. He left, I think, when I was about three years old, but, uh, you know, I, I would see him, you know, now and then. And at some point in, I think it was in eighth grade for me, uh, I was going on a photo trip, actually not a photo trip, <laughs> I'm jumping the gun. We were going on a school trip to uh, Washington, D.C., and I think I had an Instamatic. And for those of you who are not old enough to remember that, it was a Kodak little boxy camera made of plastic with a single lens. You popped in a cartridge in there with a little teeny tiny film, and that was the camera I used mostly. And I was just not satisfied enough with the quality of that. And I think my dad came into town and, uh, I, you know, he was a photographer. He was not a photographer at that time when I was in eighth grade, but he had been a photographer. And I, I just asked him, I said, you know, dad, I want to get a better camera than this because I want to take, I mean, this, this Instamatic takes crappy pictures. So I want to take better pictures. So he told me, oh, you got to go to Marty, uh, not Marty Forsher. I had to go to uh, all kit camera on 53rd street and to buy this camera and this lens. And then, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna talk to my friend, John and Stuart at their studio and they're going to help you. And, you know, obviously he has set this up ahead of time. And, uh, the, I ended up going to the camera store and I ended up buying a Pentax. I think it was a Spotmatic. Uh, for those people who are old enough to remember that, um, that had screw in mounts. It was a great camera. It was built like a tank, but it was a totally manual beginner's camera. And I got a 50 millimeter lens for that. So, you know, I got that and, I think it was still eighth grade and I, I started shooting and I, I made my way over to my father's friend's studio and they taught me how to develop my own film. 
and it was pretty much you know like a hands-on kind of thing i would go in the dark with dark room with them and they would show me how to roll up the film onto the reels and dip them into the developer and how long to stay there and you know that was my beginning in the real skills of photography i was basically watching somebody show me what to do after junior high school so that was eighth ninth grade i ended up shooting my uh I think I ended up doing my, my school yearbook a little bit in, in junior high school. I ended up going to, uh, when I went to go to high school, I went to a vocational school in New York City called the High School of Art and Design. It's still there. Uh, it's not in its original location, but it was actually originally in, I think, the 50s. It was called the School of Industrial Arts. So that actually leads into, you know, this discussion a little bit. It's a school that is, at least when I went there, it was arts-based. I mean, we did have all the other kind of, you know, you had to learn English and science and we had gym class and all the other stuff. But in that, we all had our own arts classes to take. And there was photography and there was architecture and there was package design and there was illustration. And there was probably a few more things that I'm just don't remember off the top of my head, but you can see where I'm going with this. These were all the kind of uh, arts that you, uh, they were like trade arts. So, you know, if you were going to learn package design, you were learning how to, you know, make a cereal box and how, what went into design of a cereal box. I mean, I'm using that as an example. In photography, we were learning some basic skills about how to use flash and cameras and it was basically to record stuff. I mean, we weren't really learning art history. We were, we were learning how to, you know, build our skills in these arts. It was really interesting. Uh, I'm sure the school is a lot different now, and I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has gone to the High School of Art and Design. If you have, contact me. It'd be fun to talk about this. But the school was very much like learning how to be a plumber or learning how to, you know, be a welder. I mean, I'm simplifying it a little bit. I mean, there was a bit more involved in that, and, and no you know, disrespect for anybody who's a plumber or a welder. Those are, these are all skills that we, you know, actually we're, we're starting to not learn anymore. Shout out to Mike Rowe and, and his dirty jobs and, you know, the idea that people need to, you know, learn all these manual skills. But I think that's how we were learning photography was in that same way. And so I went from junior high school to learning how to do my own photography with my friends, my dad's friends, to going to vocational high school to even learn more and more skills. So it made me think that today, you know, flash forward, you know, however many years today, not a lot of people are going to uh, photography school like I did. You know, what's going on is that everybody's got a camera now and the cameras are so readily available, uh, both, you know, in a phone design or even just, you know, DSLRs. I mean, it seems like everybody is taking pictures. Everybody's taking up the, the camera and they're learning the skills by themselves. I mean, there's still people who go to school for this, but people are becoming more self-taught with photography. And today, you know, your school is literally at your fingertips. Uh, and so is all the gear you'll ever need. I mean, if you've got an iPhone, you've got a photo school right in front of you. You've got a camera. You've got the ability to process it. You've got the Internet built on that where you can go on and learn stuff. So all this stuff is really at your fingertips. Um, a lot different than when I grew up, obviously. I'm, I'm dating myself, but you know what? I can date myself. I'm I'm turning 52 this year, so 
yes, I've, I've gone through that transition and I've seen things change. Um, so I'll, I'll continue with my story. A after um, junior high school, I went to the School of Visual Arts for photography, which was more arts-based, you know, certainly not an industrial arts school. But at the, uh, at the same time I was in college, uh, I was also working at a stock photo agency called the Image Bank. It was, it was great to have a job as well because I had to put myself through school. So in a sense, I was back into, even though I was learning photography in school and, and the art of photography and what it all meant and, and context and whatnot, uh, I was working at a place that was sort of a trade place. You know, there was, it was commercial photography and uh, it was a stock photo agency. And we literally had, I literally had access to millions of pictures uh, at my fingertips uh, that I could look at any time I, I wanted to. And so those are, you know, this constant influx of looking at pictures and learning in school. And, you know, maybe this stuff tapped into some talent or desire I had uh, to, you know, to be able to express myself photographically. Now, like I said, I grew up in the world of film and photography. Uh, so, you know, maybe it was not in my DNA, but, you know, just being around it so much that it just it rubbed off on me. Uh, you know, the other thing about photography I got into is because I always wanted to be an artist. I mean, I love to draw and I could never really draw well enough to express myself. So I thought photography of all arts. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to express yourself in photography sometimes unless you're you know, doing illustrated photography. You, you just sort of capture what's out there. But again, you know, it's different than drawing. Drawing, you, you know, you feel sad. You can draw a sad drawing. It's a little harder to go out and find a sad photograph, although it's not impossible. But you, you get what I'm, where I'm going with that. Um, so I went into the stock photo agency, and, and I learned. That's why I became a stock photographer, because I, I was surrounded by stock photography. It was easy to, to figure out how to do that uh, and actually, you know, make money, number one. Uh, number two, learned how to deal with making, you know, good photographs. Now they were good photographs for a context. They were good for selling, you know, but it doesn't mean I didn't make bad pictures. I like the photography that I was doing. So anyway, when I was getting into the photography business, so let's say around that time, and it's been typical for uh, well before that, I'm sure it's, okay, it's happening now, but it was typical for younger wannabe photographers to uh, assist established photographers, almost like a modern version of an apprenticeship, you know, you know, you, you found a job with a photographer, you became their assistant, you know, you did all the stuff that they didn't do. You got their cameras set up. You, you learned how to load film. You learned how to process film. You learned how to create sets. You learned how to fire off strobes, uh, which are the flashes that uh, studio photographers used. You, you understood. I mean, there was a lot of skills going into a being an assistant. In fact, I think an assistant knew a lot more than than a photographer did. And maybe the photographer was an assistant in the past, but the, it really was up to the assistant to know all, uh, so much stuff because it was basically their job to prep everything so the photographer could walk on set and everything was ready. So they, you know, they had to learn how to, you know, load the film backs. There was so much more to learn. There's so many skills to learn. You know, working as an assistant helped because not only did you learn all these skills from a working professional, you actually also learned the business of photography. It's something that a lot of schools didn't teach. So there was a lot of pluses for working with a photographer as an assistant. And, and that was a way that skills got transferred. Of course, one of the downsides I noticed 
was that assistants sometimes could take on the characteristics of the photographers that they worked for. So there was one person I knew who worked for a special effects photographer. And this person began on their own to make photographs that looked very much like the person they worked for. They were doing the same kind of special effects. And it makes sense because they were this person's assistant. So they knew how to set up the darkroom to create certain kinds of effects. So they started to do their own work, but it, it started to look like an offshoot of the person they were working for. So that became sort of the downside. You could always tell who was assisting who, because you look at those pictures and say, oh, well, that looks like th these pictures look like so-and-so's pictures. And someone would say, oh yeah, well, he works for them. So you could see what was going on. You could see that the, the skills were rubbing off. But, you know, after time, those photographers would start to find their own visual voice with whatever kind of photographer they were doing. So it wasn't always a downside, but you could always tell that a young photographer was working for another person when their pictures started to look exactly like the person they worked for. Maybe today, a lot of people are not uh, necessarily assisting photographers. There are photographers' assistants out there, and there is a business of photography, and I'm sure people are still doing this. But, you know, since now everybody has a camera and there's a lot of people making uh, a living in photography, they don't necessarily have to hire assistants. Like I said before, you have pretty much your whole photography studio in the palm of your hands with these phones and even with, you know, DSLRs and iPads and whatnot. This, who needs someone to help you with all this? You don't need someone to load film anymore or develop or anything like that. You can do it all by yourself. And today, you know, there are mentors aplenty. There are online mentors. You find them at lynda.com and in photography forums and, and so many other places. There are so many people now that will help you learn the skills of photography. It's almost, I don't know, it's kind of almost unnecessary to go to school. Now, I don't agree with that. There's a lot of, I still think there's a lot of pluses to going to photography school. If you're planning to become a photographer, you don't have to, but there's something great about, you know, being in an environment where you're learning all the things that go into the photography, especially like the history of photography. Um, that stuff is, you know, you can learn that online, but it's not in an organized format where unless you choose to find it that way, you need to, it's nice to be in an environment where this stuff is sort of set up for you. But today, a lot of people are not going to school and there's very successful photographers who, you know, who are not going to school. Back then, there are also photographers who are successful that didn't go to school. I'm not saying that school was the way to go. I'm just pointing out that that was one pathway that would people would take. And that was where you learned these skills of photography. Now, did the skills help bring out the talent or did the talent drive you to go to school? I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm really curious about whether or not photography is just something that is a talent that's in, innate in you. Like if you're a, like a painter or a sculptor, is this stuff in you? Or does it become you when you start to learn the skills of the trade? You know, do you start becoming a talented photographer once you know how to do pictures in low light? You know how to do, you know, uh, star trail pictures. You, you know how to do fashion pictures. Then, then does the talent come out as you start to learn this? I don't know. I'm opening this up to discussion. I certainly want to talk about this some more. How many people do you know who are photographers now who didn't start out as a photographer in the first place. I got a few examples. You know, Ansel Adams, when he was young, was on a career path to become a, becoming a piano player. You know, at some point he got a camera and was taking pictures of Yosemite, but I think he was, he was given a piano when he was young and, and he was learning piano, and that was the career path he took off. He was going to go in. Look what happened to him. A photographer I heard of 
a guy named Chris Ozer, O-Z-E-R. Uh, he's a commercial photographer. He started as a jazz musician and music teacher. And, and I'm seeing a pattern here now, right? <laughs> you get piano player and jazz musicians. But, you know, after he discovered Instagram, I think in uh, 2010, 2012, I'm not sure exactly the date, uh, he devoted himself to studying design and photography when he was not working his day job. And now he's got a successful career with clients like Nike and Samsung. Uh, and then, of course, the one person who everybody knows, you come across someone like Vivian Meyer, who started off as a nanny and now is in, recognizes, you know, a, a premier street photographer of her time. And she probably had very little formal training. She photographed all, all you know, lots and lots of pictures and her pictures are really good, but she didn't necessarily go to school for photography. So and were these people, did they have the skills um, the talent built into them, or do they develop the skills, or is it, is it a combination of both? So, you know, I like to think that photography requires perseverance. The skill of photography requires you to be working hard at them to get better and better. The need to learn how to use the equipment and figure out the techniques is, is really instrumental to becoming a photographer. You know, I sometimes talk to young photographers uh, or people who have cameras who are not interested in learning their gear or the software at all. And, you know, I scold them lightly and I say, you know, this is your job. You got to know these things. You're going to become a photographer. You got to know how to use your camera. You got to understand what, you know, these things do. You got to understand how the software works. You know, today it's software. Back then it would have been how to, you know, develop your film. You know, yeah, you can be a photographer without ever touching Photoshop or understanding depth of field, but I'm going to go and say that then you're only just going to be taking pictures. You're not going to be a photographer and you're not going to develop skills that will, in a sense, develop your talent. You know, if you don't know anything about depth of field, you're, you're not really going to understand how it is to create a picture that is, you know, a picture, a, a portrait of somebody that, you know, stands out from the background, you know, because you don't understand depth of field. You don't understand shallow depth of field, deep depth of field. Uh, you're not going to know this stuff. So you, you do need to learn a lot of skills. I mean, photography is really about gear, equipment, and skills. There is the eye part. You know, you need to know how to, you know, compose a picture well and, and create, you know, know what's a good picture and what's not a good picture. These are things you need to know. So these are skills that you can learn. I mean, a lot of people do learn them. There's a lot of people who don't learn them. I come across a lot of people who don't know, can never get the idea of a, the concept of depth of field. And therefore, they're sort of stuck not knowing this, which is unfortunate because it's really frustrating. It's you know, actually, to go back to my my past, the hardest thing I had a pro, um, an issue with initially was learning the concept of contrast because I would take pictures of my cat. I had a white cat, and you know, and I was using black and white film because that's all I could afford then was black and white. So I was processing black and white film, and then I'd go to make a print, and I would show it to this uh, my father's friend who was helping me in the darkroom. He says, you know, nice shot, but you, you need more contrast. And I'm like, what is that? And he and he was not able really to explain it to me. And I could not understand this idea of contrast. And I every time I think of contrast now, I think of it keys me back into these times when I didn't understand it. So there are people who don't understand certain concepts and can't get them across. And so these are skills that they'll that they have a hard time learning. And and because of that, I think then have a hard time developing their talents, their natural talents to take pictures. So this, you know, we've, we're about 30 minutes into the 
conversation here right now. And I'm just, I know I'm just scratching the surface about this and I'm probably opening up not a can of worms, but I want to open this up to a discussion that will continue uh, along. Maybe I'll ask other guests when they come on about this um, because it's really, really curious about this. Again, it's so different than painting or sculpture. Uh, you know, it might be more akin to architecture, but I don't know. Architecture has a lot of drawing in it. I'm not sure what what photography is similar to because it does require so many skills. I mean, is it closer to being a plumber than it is to being a painter? I don't know. I mean, there's there are aspects of painting involved in photography, you know, composition and light, you know, subject matter. But there's all this technique involved too. There's all this, you know, you need to know how to weld in some way. I mean, not weld, but you know what I mean. Like understand how to use all this stuff, which is highly technical. And yes, the cameras can be automatic. You know, we're switched to manual, of course. So we always like to. We are sort of our mantra is to learn how to use your camera in manual because when you do use your camera automatic, you want to understand what choices it's making. You know, it's the, it's like I said once before, it's the same thing like in math class. You know, when you were learning math, your instructor said you need to learn this stuff the long way. And then, you know, during your test, you're allowed to use a calculator because it saves you time because you calculate, you do understand how the calculator is working, what it's doing. If you understand how the equations work and you can work them out on paper, then you know what the calculator is doing, but it's important to know that. And so switch to manual is important for us to, to teach people how, you know, the skills about what the camera is doing so that if you do go on automatic, it's great. You know, you understand that the, what the camera is doing. It's like driving, you know, I mean, not everybody needs to learn on stick, (laughs) but it's helpful when you're learning a stick. And then when you go to automatic, it's like, well, now I'm just using a car to, you know, get from point A from point B. But if you're driving on stick, then you're really maybe using the car to drive because you want to learn how to drive. I mean, you want to drive anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. So let's, let's keep this discussion going. Uh, I'd like, you know, offline and on. Uh, so what do you guys think is, uh, is photography a skill, which anybody can learn, or do you need some sort of innate talent to become a photographer or do you need some sort of mixture of both? I mean, you know, maybe it's not black or white, but it's, it's certainly maybe a gray spot. So why don't you, you know, join the conversation with us on, on Facebook and Twitter and I, I know we'll be coming back to this conversation. I want, you know, when, when I get Tom on the, when Tom and I are together, uh, we'll bring this up. And I really like to also bring this up with uh, some of our guests because we're going to have some really good guests coming up in, you know, the next half year. I'm working on a pretty good list. Some people you'll probably have heard of before. And, uh, you know, I'll make sure this is one of the questions I, I ask them because um, I think it's fundamental to photography to to know this. Maybe not to know it, but to to ponder it more. Um, it's, I'm really curious to, to know, especially for myself, that am I a good photographer because I learned these skills for so long? Am I a good photographer because I've got some sort of innate, deep down talent for this to, to look at it? Did they just, did these things, two, two things come together? So anyway, I've rambled long enough and, uh, let's, uh, let's continue this uh, again. So that's it for today. Uh, I hope you didn't uh, mind just hearing my voice in your head all day. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird. I'm just talking to myself. Well, I'm talking to all of you people, but uh, anyway, you can find us at our switch to manual site. So switch to manual.com. We're also on Twitter at switch the number two manual. So switch to manual. 
And if you're on Twitter anyway, why don't you follow me at uh, A.M. Rosario and Tom at Witness Photog. That's W-I-T-N-E-S-S-P-H-O-T-O-G. We're also on Facebook, of course, because we like Facebook. And um, maybe you guys would like to subscribe to our Switch to Manual Flipboard magazine. Uh, Flipboard, for you people who have iPads and and tablets, is a great way to uh, find articles. We curate a magazine there called, uh, I think it's just Street Shots or Street Photo Mojo. But you can find it on my Flipboard, which is uh, flipboard.com slash at symbol AM Rosario. And then look for the uh, Switch to Manual magazine there. Um, and we also have a few other magazines, street photography magazines there. So, you know, uh, subscribe to those. If you guys get us on iTunes, please give us reviews and ratings. That helps us get more listeners. That would help us in general. I'd like to get this out to as many people as possible. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we have uh, portfolio reviews on our site. You know, basically you send us your pictures and we send you back feedback and tips about your work. Uh, we have three paid tiers and a free 99 version that you can, so you can try us out. But I would, if you want to do the free version, uh, do it soon because I think I'm going to retire that soon enough. But we uh, we do have three different paid tiers, so you you know send us your pictures and we'll give you feedback on them. Like I said at the beginning, we had a, a YouTube channel that we're starting with our Tipcast, so you can subscribe to that with links on our site. Uh, we'll be publishing little t- helpful videos uh, regularly. Also, uh, like I asked at the beginning, if you do like what we're doing and uh, you are being in a generous mode, please uh, maybe donate some money to us via the PayPal buttons on our site and our Podbean page. Uh, We would really appreciate it, and uh, it would help us uh, break even on the show. One thing that's going to happen soon is that Tom and I will be selling our fine art prints through our website. I haven't had a chance to set that up yet because I've been doing a million other things. But at some point in the near future, we'll put out an announcement when we will be selling our prints. It'll be another way for you to help out our show is to buy our work. So keep an eye out for our fine art sales. So that's it for this episode. And uh, I was happy to squeeze one in uh, at the end of June. Uh, we'll probably have a couple of uh, couple of episodes coming up in July. I might get a few more interviews. But uh, until then, I will see you later. 